Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody, welcome to DC Action Hour! Bam! Kapow! (laughs) All right, um, my name is Jeff, we're super geeked up. Thank you for joining us, we really need a better intro. Uh, Anyway... (laughs) I thought uh, my I, uh, I thought my Wonder Woman moves and then the punches were. That was awesome. very good. Yes, that was that was yeah. great. Uh, as usual, I'm joined by my co-host Mark Spile. Hello, sir. Hello. Uh, and special uh, guest Julie Seaton. Hello. Uh, all right. Uh, who Marks is kidnapped? That's why she's sitting next to him. I'm just kidding. Help. <laughs> There's a gun right here. No. Please help. <laughs> We need a guest host. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Right, we, we couldn't get anybody to come on, so we had to kidnap some. They kidnapped me. They put a bag over my head, drove around in a van in circles. I don't yeah. know where I am. Right. So, Arrow, if you're watching, go go save her. You'll, you'll, you'll be showing up at your door. <laughs> we thought you have failed this, this podcast. <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, so what we do every week, folks, is we talk the latest episodes of Flash, Supergirl, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. Arrow was off this week, so we'll be talking the other three. And uh, we'll also be doing some news. Uh, actually, the Wonder Woman, the new Wonder Woman trailer called the Wonder Woman Origins trailer just came out last night, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, and some other DC news. Uh, we love hearing from you, of course. Uh, if you're in the live chat, you can type away there or tweet us at SuperGeekedUp. We'll share your comments as we chat along here. Uh, thank you for everybody who's been watching the first couple episodes of the show. Actually, let me give a shout out here to Bria Schick, who uh, commented on our last uh, episode on YouTube. And she pointed out, we were talking about um, Supergirl get her ears pierced because uh, Anthony Davis had asked about that. And she actually yeah. uh, he provided a nice link, actually, in the YouTube comments where uh, the showrunners actually explained how that happened. I have to look that up because yeah, I do wonder. They couldn't she- give a thought. She basically, they said she had already done it on Krypton. She had already had her ears pierced on Krypton. Oh, okay. That's why. Good, quick thinking. Yeah. But thank you, thank you, Bria, for providing that. We appreciate it. Thank you for watching. Hope you're watching again. All right. Uh, we like to start things off. Before we get into the shows, we like to do what we call the super tweet of the week, which is a fun question. We kind of themed one of the shows. Uh, this one I based off of what happened in Legends of Tomorrow this week, which we'll talk about later. Uh, the question is, what Android or AI character would you like to hook up with? Uh, yes, um, yes, husband. Which which one would you like to go with? <laughs> I don't like this tweet. This is not a good one for this tweet. Hey, wait a minute. When it was just you and me, you said this is a great tweet, Jeff. I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. Hey, this is just fictional. Remember? Oh yes, it's all fiction. Who would fiction uh, by the way, in the live in the live West chat World right now, <laughs> in the live in the live chat, Carrie Johnson and Scorpio Luna. Uh, are watching says hey folks yo 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 hey guys thank you for watching very much i appreciate thank it actually carrie had a good answer to this i'm going to share later he already tweeted in but so mark first yeah i couldn't think of it but then um pointed out uh marvel's vision would be really good um he was he was actually kind of now that i think about it, he was kind of sexy in the movie and he knows he knows everything which means that he knows everything so um i i don't know i don't understand what you're talking about yeah. <laughs> i'm just saying not a bad thing okay um so uh that's why i just realized well we're talking marvel that's okay though because we we, we oh. enjoy both we enjoy marvel too as well as dc 
we don't discriminate. Not, Not exactly. exactly. AI or actual living people, apparently. No. No, any geeky stuff is cool with us. All right, Mark, now you have to give your answer. Um, you know, I was thinking, uh, I know this isn't DC, sorry, but uh, Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of my answers, actually. That was I one knew of my it. Lists. I mean, she's both an android and a hologram. Technically, could be both at the same time. I don't know. She could be working <laughs> all the time. Oh, yeah. She's the ship's AI, right? So she could be a lot of things. Yeah. So she's a good multitasker. Which is and uh, Alexa Doig. I don't know if that's if I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. No, he's not at all. He doesn't care at all. That's <laughs> the actress. <laughs> but we'll, we'll he tie wasn't in. thinking about levels of attractiveness at all. I'm just no, saying. No, 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 no. That's ridiculous. Uh, we'll tie it into DC, though, because Alexa Doig, who played Andromeda, is now playing Talia al Ghul in Arrow, yes. which I am super excited about because I love Talia. She's one of my favorite characters, and she's doing a great job playing her. Oh, yeah. And we're going to see her next coming week, I think, more of her according to the previews. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so let me share uh, some answers we got. Kristen Jackson at Anacat had said, hmm, maybe uh, Vigor, he could help me destroy my enemies. That was um, one of the Star Trek, classic Star Trek AI things. Oh, I looked mm-hmm. up. Uh, so uh, Carrie Johnson says, it's hard to top uh, Gideon. But I'm going uh, Major Barrett uh, for, from the uh, you know from Star Trek, of course, as the computer voice, and honorable mention Scarlett Johansson from her. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said that you'd probably get a free pass if it's Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So uh, I, did have, I did have Andromeda uh, as one of my. I actually had Andromeda. I had Gideon actually because I am actually I really like Gideon a lot, uh, and I'm going to talk. Uh, about uh, her more in this uh, episode that we just aired last week. But you know what? I think who I put on the top of my list. Um, so speaking of Scarlett Johansson, uh, so she's in a movie about to come out called Ghost in the Shell. Uh, though mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I was thinking about the, the animated version of Major Kusanagi, uh, which is the main character in Ghost in the Shell, who Scarlett Johansson is playing in the movie. Okay, cool. I know of that one, but I've never actually watched it. So Yeah, she's a cool character. She kicks ass. She's pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Ah, Francis Fernandez, our good buddy, uh, is watching here. Uh, he said, Andromeda is a great answer. Does Cortana from Halo count? Yeah, I actually think somebody brought that up on our Star Wars show last night. Which I didn't realize it was from uh, Halo. I was like, Cortana, that's what my Microsoft thing is, helper is called <laughs> on, my, on my Surface. I'm... You're like, if that turns your crank, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, sure, Francis. Cortana, Cortana absolutely counts. Absolutely. If Clippy works for you, I guess. Yeah, somebody mentioned that. I had they had to remind me who the hell Clippy was, and it was like the Microsoft Word little guy who out. helped you out. Yeah. I hope nobody's saying Clippy. Is their answer? <laughs> that's it. I'm changing my answer to Clippy. <laughs> All right, that's really weird. Okay, no, no, uh, no, Scorpio no. in the chat. <laughs> Scorpio in the chat says, "Love Ghost in the Shell. If the movie is even half as good, we're gold." I agree, sir. Actually, and the trailers look, I think they look pretty good. It looks like they're doing a pretty faithful adaptation of it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I'm looking forward All right, to it. So that's our super tweet. Uh, you can feel free to keep answering that or tweet in uh, at Super Geeked Up if you're watching a post. We'd love to hear your answers or you can post them on Facebook. Uh, let's see here. So we're going to go now to Supergirl is our first Supergirl. show we're going to talk about this week. And we're going to hang things over to Julie. Yes, as the 
girl. Um, <laughs> so this episode was called Exodus. And um, basically what happens is, is Alex searches for Jeremiah, Kara investigates the kidnapping of aliens by Cadmus, um, but then they both realize that they have to break some rules, possibly, to stop Cadmus and possibly save Jeremiah and save all the aliens. And uh, Kara tries to get Snapper Carr, woohoo, I like him, to run a story about the alien abductions and uh, agrees to set up an interview uh, with Snapper and Supergirl. Yeah. And so, what could go wrong? Uh, <laughs> I think it went a little better than whenever they did the interview with with uh, Kat. Yeah. Um, so anyway, <laughs> Mark's made kind of a list in, that I, I agreed with, and we like that. Um, Martian Manhunter seemed to kind of come to his senses after last episode and realized that, golly, gee, I, I should probably ought to think before I do things. Um, is, that, is that how he talks now? Golly gee. Golly yeah. gee. Um, I love I, Oreos. And, and I, but I, you know, I didn't think he really had anything to apologize for, quite frankly. Um, I loved. Oh, just Scott lost you guys. Superman. And I. I'd miss. Uh, he says, you're like, you're oh, yeah. really super neat or yeah. something. That was hilarious. And of course, at the end, um, speaking of people, I loved having Terry Hatcher and Kevin Sorbo. So we had Hercules and we had um, Lois Lane, uh, not playing those characters, obviously. Um, and it was a good scene. Like, it wasn't a good emotional scene uh, with Supergirl and Alex on either side of the, the windshield. It is a good scene, but also that kind of goes with the bad. That was a little bit overdone but um i always 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 love snapper car i think he's awesome um i wish they'd have more of him um and i definitely like lyra but i feel bad for her because i think they will have if they go this way they can have some really good storylines because you can tell that she desperately wants to have somebody and fit in and so she's just basically taking on um wins likes and personalities and everything and and i think that you know, as we have a lot of development to be done on her character. Um, I love Monel and um, <laughs> the the whole the blog blob scene was hilarious. Just blob like, it. Just that blob was, it. Way to blob. Yeah. Way to blob, babe. And it's hilarious because Mark's I have a thing where he's very tech techy and I am low tech, and so that basically kind of describes our relationship. I know what a blog is, but just barely. Um, so yeah, do you want to talk about the good? In the, in the chat, in the chat, Carrie Johnson says, "As a reporter, I really like Snapper Carr's conviction." Yes. Oh yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. You know, so we don't get yeah. those kind of scenes of Iris. Let <laughs> me, because I, I thought it was utterly ridiculous, the whole. But I know it's true, and but what do you mean? I have to have someone on record? Do you think? Barnstein and Woodward were like going to the, the Washington Post and they're typing out, well, some clandestine dude in a parking garage said, uh, follow the money. So, um, hey, everybody, let's look at money. No, you for every off the record like source that you have, you have to have two or three on the record to verify what the off the record person has. Those people are just meant to steer you in the right direction, but you still have to do the work. You know, that's so crazy. That's I loved his speech at the yeah. end because, doy, yes, there's a reason for this. You know, just like there's a reason why 
you investigate crimes the way you do. You know, I mean, there are just there's there's a reason there's a way to do it. And this whole idea that, gosh, I decided I want to be a reporter. I've never gone to school for it. I've never studied it, but I'm going to learn on the job in one of the best newsrooms in the world. That's crazy. This is a career. People like study this. You you learn on the job at a much lower level. <laughs> so my my I hope that this means we're not going to see snapper car anymore make me sad all right uh so let me uh so let me comment on that and then i'll get that's actually probably yeah i agree the one thing i it didn't make total sense of this episode otherwise i i love this episode and a lot why is she so stupid that she thought the only way to get it out supergirl could descend on the front steps of city hall and say i'm calling a press conference in 15 minutes people with cameras would show up and she could say it also why doesn't she get a Supergirl, the real Supergirl Twitter handle, and put it out there? Cool. <laughs> I mean, that literally, the she's so stupid in this episode that the only way she can think of to get it out there is, gosh, if I can't put it out on this newspaper or a blog that no one's ever heard of, somehow that's going to go viral, which doesn't make any sense. Then I don't know how I'll get the word out. It's that easy, right, Jeff? There's millions <laughs> of people go watch viral. this. <laughs> Well, yeah, as soon as we started the show two weeks ago, we had millions of viewers right off the bat. It was amazing. Uh, right. <laughs> well, mainly because we just put Cadmus in the title. Actually, no, I'm sorry. We, we put urgent or super important or something, whatever she put in her title of it. Which was, I, oh, forget I, didn't look, I forgot about that. It was something like that. It was urgent, read immediately or something like that. Um, yeah, so I think, I Marks, I think that was spam. Marks, I think you might have mentioned a couple of weeks ago that they wanted to kind of look at more for journalism side in this episode um, or in the yeah. show in general, which that's it's cool. But yes, I agree. The whole point, which the problem is, the problem is if you want her to be a good reporter, you can't just have her use herself as all her information, right? Like Clark Kent doesn't just say, Superman said this, I'm friends with Superman, he did this. He actually does reporting, right? So you need to go need to show Car do some fucking reporting, please. If you're going to exactly. have her be a reporter, I studied journalism. I was in journalism. I was a journalist for crying out loud. Learn how to work a freaking story. <laughs> but I, I do like I do like how they make Snapper Car really smart, and he is like a journalist, journalist, and he shows that side of it. So mm -hmm. you know the writers yeah. know the difference, and and right, yeah, no, they used to write the show that side of things for sure, which was good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, overall, though. I'm actually going to say I personally think this was the best episode they've ever done outside of maybe the first two episodes of the season when Superman guest starred. Um, yeah, I, I really love this episode. I think it was extremely well done. Mm. Um, I really love the focus on Alex in this episode, that a big part of it was on him and her relationship with Jeremiah, her dad, you know. Uh, I like that. So I, I dig that a lot. Like, See, it, doesn't, it doesn't usually focus on that much. To me, so. like when she went in and she lost her temper with the prisoner, to me, what she should, I was thinking as she was going in there, I'm thinking, you know, it would be really smart. What I would do is I'd be like, okay, I've turned all the electronics off. Okay. Now I'm really working with Jeremiah. I'm his daughter. Mm. You need it. And pretend like you're a double agent, but they've, my problem, I, I loved Supergirl in season one a lot more. Season two, everybody got stupid. Everybody's a lot dumber. They really are. And Kara is a lot dumber, and everybody is. And then she's not very likable. I actually have not liked Kara almost the entire season. She's really arrogant, 
and self-centered. And I mean, they at, at some point, I think they knew it because she goes, well, I'm the embodiment of the American way. And da 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 when she was talking to Monel. And it's like, you know, here's Monel. And she came here as a kid. She has a cousin that's grown up. She got uh, adopted by a family and got to live here a long time. And she didn't just start as soon as she got here, start saving people and being a hero. But as soon as he came out of a coma and had no idea where he was on an alien world, it was like, oh, my God, I am so totally judging you because you do not want to throw on a cape and an outfit and then start saving all these strange aliens you had know nothing about on this planet you've never been to. And oh my God, what is wrong with you? And that's kind of how she is in this season. You call blogs blobs. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah. I liked that. Actually. So I mean, I mean, yeah, I like Monel, but Kara's been obnoxious. Yeah, I mean, I think I mentioned a week or two ago that Kara has at times come across as unlikable this season, which I think is is a problem. Uh, overall, you know, uh, this season I think is much better actually for me than last season by far. I thought the first uh, season was great. This season, I'm only watching it mostly because of him. I wouldn't right. even keep watching it. Uh, well, look, so let me, Mark. I want to hear what you have to say, obviously, but let me throw a couple of quick things here. Uh, besides the Alex thing and, and the father, which I think worked really well. Um, I do. I dig that they had actually Maggie support her because pretty much no one else was. Like everybody else is telling Alex, no, 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 Alex, you can't do this. We gotta get Jeremiah. Blah blah blah. Uh, but Maggie was the one who actually said, like, no, do whatever you have to do. I'm with you, uh, which was nice. Yeah, but going in alone was a bad call because if she'd gone in with backup, she might have been able to save Jeremiah. It wasn't a good call. It was stupid. <laughs> she should have called in backup after she got there. You know, mm -hmm. to give her, buy her some time to save Jeremiah, but then have a backup. Although she did have the bombs at least. Yeah, but I just. Yeah. Nobody is communicating and nobody has the half the intelligence they had last season. <laughs> it's uh, true. I do. The writing. Kevin Sorbo thing at the end was, I already yes. knew Terry Hatcher was going to be in it. I didn't know Kevin Sorbo was going to be in it. So yeah. when I saw him, I was like so happy. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> I wrote, of course, from Hercules. And I, you know, I watched some of Andromeda too. But uh, yeah, it's just great to see him back. And he was good. Like, he only had like one line or something. But it was like, he, he delivered it very well. Like, it was great. Terry, I'll be honest, Terry Hopkins <laughs> That's did not a great line. <laughs> That's a great line. But he, he had gravitas. You know, he had like the right. Yeah, he does. The and Terry he's also like, like seven feet freaking tall. He is like one of the tallest people ever. Have you seen him in person? Life, yeah. He is so tall. It's crazy. <laughs> he's cool. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, in the chat, let me share that. Uh, Francis Fernandez says that real at the end of the episode made me excited for what's coming up. I just hope they make yeah. several references to Lois and Clark and Hercules. Uh, Carrie Johnson saying preach about something, probably about uh, <laughs> what, what Julie was talking about. Francis also says, well, I love the insight. Huge fan of the first season. They're making Cara and Oliver. And and then listeners may, uh, just joined us in the chat. Hey, uh, hey everybody. Thank you for jo uh, joining us, Anthony. Uh, yeah, so that's, well, that's interesting. I didn't know. So because I think all of uh, Mark's, Danielle, and I, I think all prefer this season actually but I so that's interesting that some people in the chat and Julie prefer last season of Supergirl more yep I just I thought it was better writing first season mm -hmm. it seems to have lost gone down significantly season two all right Mark so what'd you think of the episode um I liked it better than last last uh, week's episode because you know I I think I talked about how I thought they all were a little naive and such with, yeah. with Jeremiah um and I thought that they they were a little smarter this time, especially Marshall Manhunter was smarter. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty good, nice trick. I know it was kind. I of, didn't think he had anything to apologize for. Yeah, I thought it was a little mean yeah, and stuff. No, he he was a dick to do that. <laughs> I didn't think so. It was a little mean, but I have to say, like at the end, 
whenever he's like, I apologize, et cetera. He should have been like, I apologize about going the way I did. But but you know, if you called us right. if you called it <laughs> if you called us in, we could have been able to help out more. Maybe mm-hmm. stop they could have stopped the ship before it launched, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. But um she wasn't gonna be able well, she wouldn't have been able to stop him if she hadn't gotten help, right? Mm-hmm. So if her sister hadn't shown up. <clears throat> that was kind of well, par- partial luck. The, the problem is though, she felt, I think rightfully so, no one was had her back except Maggie. Like everyone was saying, so she yeah, had to do it. As soon as you right? get there, you're like, by the way, this is where I am. I've planted bombs. You might want to get here. And then go in and do it. And then by the time she gets done with the monologuing with the bad guy, then the backup shows up. <laughs> 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 Yeah, because uh, yeah, if Cyborg Superman had shown up a little sooner, it would have been really bad for her. I don't know where he was hiding. He just like appears out of nowhere sometimes. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm Cyborg Superman. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> he's like out of the ceiling. <laughs> uh, by the way, in the chat, Scorpio says, who does um, uh, Kevin Sorbo play? I love that dude. Uh, do we have the actual character name yet or not yet on him? Do we know? I don't know if they've said. Mm-hmm. They didn't say I, in the episode because it was it was at the very tail end of Scorpio where they showed. Yeah, that it was the, the tag at the very end, and they were oh, coming in on a ship. But from, the, from the previews, this sounds like they something to do with Monel. They know Monel is like the prince of Daxum or whatever, right? Oh, some, because they they identified him when they went to. Uh, yeah. So it sounds like they have. So the I don't slaves. know if they're from Daxum or something, some other planet nearby or something, or probably enemies from nearby planet because they were like oh they identified him whenever they were rescuing the slaves right i was hoping they do something soon with that so get ready for another short relationship folks maybe could be his parents Ooh. oh that would be cool that would be really cool actually yeah. he, he did remember when they were talking about in last week about jeremiah and about like dads he said well my dad was a horrible person and stuff and so i wouldn't be happy if he showed like up my dad was hercules <laughs> <laughs> My dad's a badass, my man. Dad's, my dad's so tall. I mean, <laughs> I'm like arguing with him like this. <laughs> if they do that, that'd be cool, actually, because then uh, Dean Cain would play the father of one character and Terry Hatcher would be the, the mother of the one she likes. Yeah. That would be hilarious. I, I love the casting choices they do, they do on mm-hmm. all the CW shows. Yeah. Uh, Listen to me, wants to know, where is Danielle? Uh, so Danielle, uh, actually, I don't know what she's going on. She couldn't make it this week. <laughs> I know that, unfortunately, she has something else going on. But she'll be back soon. Actually, I know next week she's at Paley Fest, she says, which is the big, I guess, CW thing, right? All about the different CW shows. Uh, so she'll be actually, that's cool, though. She'll be coming a good scoop for us when she comes back in a couple weeks. And Riverdale, probably. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, let's let's just skip that part. Please. I'm not seeing that. And yes, Francis, I know in the chat you're going to start saying something about Riverdale. <laughs> I've never watched an episode. Well, you're know. very lucky. <laughs> Sorry. Were we supposed to watch that for this? Yeah, yeah, she was supposed to watch the whole season. Why didn't you? <laughs> yeah, Riverdale's part of CW Superhero Universe. Did you not know that? No, well, Mark keeps trying to make it that it's way. Super. Mark is determined. Super girl, we can do super. They're vampires. They're werewolves. They're what are they? It, it, it looks they're like, just people. It's because the way they shoot it, <laughs> shoot it, and market it reminds me of Vampire Diaries. It does. It looked like I. I didn't know what it was at first. I didn't see the name. I just saw like a commercial and I remember thinking, is that like another Vampire Diaries spin-off? <laughs> and in my defense, I've talked that way. I've talked to other people who have not watched that show and they go, does it have like vampires or something in it? <laughs> so they look like you're going to have vampires, vampires that sparkle. It's what it looks like. <laughs> it's not just you. Yeah, no, I know. I know. <laughs> and they did some weird comic book stuff where they reimagined Archie in comic books with 
like the apocalypse or or, or or hell or something like that. Yeah, hell, I think like they traveled to, to that demons and stuff going on. Yeah, it was weird. So I didn't know what they were doing. You it's never know. Like, travels to hell. What? Isn't that pretty much an Archie comic? Oh, sorry. I haven't, I haven't read it. Yeah, and they had Sabrina, the teenage so witch, you know. So oh, well, that makes sense. Sabrina, if they meet Sabrina, that would make sense. Yeah, so you never know what people are going to do. These reimaginings. Who knows? <laughs> I had to get so. I have to sit next. Mark's is so tall, people don't realize. I'm sitting on essentially a booster seat so we can be. <laughs> so on my I'm head. tall like Kevin Sorbo. My, yeah. my, my head is right down here if I'm not sitting on something. It was like Terry Hatcher has really an apple box probably next to him. I know, Kevin oh, Sorbo. He is like, I swear to God, like a, a, an actual giant. He's got to be seven feet tall. <laughs> I met him at Com a San Diego Comic Con once. He was a really nice guy, actually. Yeah, I got a picture of him. He, he, I mean, he seems like he's a really friendly guy. I just, I, you know, you're always surprised because you can't really tell. People, they shoot at different angles. They do have people standing on things. Sometimes tall actors, they have them scrunched down. And, like, he just kind of went, we did a double take. We are like, oh, my God. <laughs> he's just walking fast. So um, what are we going to rate this Supergirl episode? All right, so folks, what we do is we rate this. We have different ratings for each show. Uh, they're all out of five as a max. But for, for Supergirl, we do capes. Um, so let's see here. Uh, you guys go ahead first. Marks, what do you give it? Three and so, a half capes. Okay, what do you give it? That's okay, I give three it. And a half cape, yeah, I give it four capes. It's, it's one of the better episodes of the season for Just sure. Because you dropped yeah. the standards for the yeah. season. I, uh, no, <laughs> this season is way better, man. The standards have been raised this season. Uh, you know, like flushed last season down the toilet, pretty much as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> So uh, Monel is uh, a good improvement, but Monel's cool. Yes, he's cool, and I'm glad. Like I'm Monel glad you're putting right. humor with him too, like, as well. Yeah. So. That's, oh yeah, that's he's awesome. Uh, I think I got Yeah, I think I got to go five capes because, like I said, I really think this is one of the best oh, wow. episodes they've done. Oh yeah, awesome. a lot of good. Yeah, a lot of good tension, a lot of good focus on other characters and stuff. So yeah, they had Lena Luther there too. It's like oh, all thank you. I love yeah. Lena Luther. I love that actress, Katie something. I forget her name right now, but. Um, yeah, she's great. I think it's Lena Luther. Like, I, I whenever she's on the screen, I'm good to go. I don't dislike her. I just didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have that same reaction. <laughs> but yeah, all the reoccurring characters this season got the appearance. Even Guardian got a scene. You know, so yeah. uh, everybody just about. yeah. Well, and also yeah, yeah. Just I enjoy this season as much as the first. So. Just and the, the, also, and we're talking about this. The, what bugs me about this season is I don't like. I love her girlfriend, and they have great chemistry. So I do like that, but I'm confused because they think of kind of like she in season one. Uh, Alex was a party girl when she was younger. Now they're saying, oh no, she was always super serious. So like I'm kind of confused on that. And then she I, was super I just, serious party girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the whole her suddenly realizing at her age that she's gay and never had an inkling, that that bugs me because I've had people in my life who I'm very close to, who have struggled with their identity and struggled with coming out. There's not a single one that has ever been like in their twenties, almost thirty, and gone, golly. I wonder if I'm gay. To me, it seems to trivialize and minimize 
you really go through in our culture with that. So that's another thing that's kind of bothered me about it. Mark's brought that up too before. I, I take a totally different tact on that. I actually, I think it's one of the best handled actually uh, gay relationships I've seen. Uh, a lot of times I do have problems with how they kind of magically make characters gay. But uh, she is magically gay, almost 30 years old. No, see, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that because I think for like everybody, every single person has a different way they view life, right? And the way they go through life. I think every single person you talk to is going to realize that at a different stage of their life. And for us to say, just because we haven't experienced someone we know that, that, that it couldn't happen. I, I think it could happen to anybody at any age. So I'm okay with that. Cause I think we can't put what we necessarily think is normal uh, on other well, people, and right? It, it strikes me as untrue because it's just like, they went, gosh, it's really trendy to have a gay character. Let's pick one and make him gay who hasn't been gay. Get like a, like Curtis, his character, that's just always been a part of who he is. And it works really, really well on on uh, Arrow. To me, that's the way you do it. Um, but just go, gosh, you know what would really help with our marketing? We should have a gay person. Let's pick one and make him gay. That's just to me. Oh, I mean, that's obviously possible. Oh. That was that's possible. That was part of their thinking. I agree. I Curtis has done extremely well. I think some of the there've been great mm -hmm. scenes with him and Paul. Uh, his husband well, now, unfortunately, yeah. now we're getting divorced. But uh, in the show. I hope yeah. not soon to be ex. They're so, so they, cute. They've done a really good job with that. Uh, but yeah, no, mm -hmm. I actually really I like what they're I doing. I know, like I'm actually I was I was starting to cry whenever he gets the. He's like, oh my god! I'm like going, don't go to meet him! Don't go to meet him! He's not going to be making up. Oh with yeah, no, you. I knew. I knew it was going to be that terrible. I knew it was going to be something terrible. I'm almost crying, and I'm feeling awful. That's how you knew it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the stress, though, even though the transition into that relationship, I do like them yeah, together. The the whole the relationship beyond that has yeah. been great. How they do it, they're a good couple. They, do they that have well. good chemistry. I think the good two actors yeah. have good chemistry. No, they're really good. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, cool. Super points for casting, though, on that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's Supergirl. Uh, now we're going on some news. Uh, if we were, and then we're going to go talk about Legends of Tomorrow and The Flash. News. Uh, all right. So, the first news item we're going to chat about. Uh, well, actually, let me check the chat, live chat here, right here. Uh, do, 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 do. Let's just make sense. To be honest, the guy who runs the paper on Supergirl, I wish they just recast him. So, I asked him. No! We're talking about Jimmy Olsen, I guess now, right? Because he obviously runs the paper yeah. now. No, Snapper Car reminds me of like actual, you know, they, that that is a hardened, hardcore editor. No, no, the, he doesn't mean Snapper Car. Well, he might mean Snapper Car. Yeah, I think. I think he's talking Jimmy about. Olsen is the head of the thing, though. Yeah, Snapper yeah. Jimmy, I don't think that's oh. who they're talking. About. Listen, let me know who you're talking about. You mean Snapper Car, Jimmy Olsen? But Snapper, he reminds me of like you know a good, yeah. good journalist, like the people who take took me under the they were like yeah i, I the, he he i watched that and i go he reminds me of that guy that you know was my boss that guy was my teacher that guy was my yeah. advisor i no, mean he actor, just embodies it the actor does a great job he's, he's very believable yeah if you know anyone like that character you know he that that's that's that character <laughs> uh, all right so news let's start with the wonder woman origins trailer so it's a new trailer just came out last night <laughs> Uh, we actually, well, we watched it again just before Yay. we went on the air here, actually. Um, Yay. So actually I got to see, uh, I got to hear, well, hear, uh, William Marks' co comments live as they were watching her reactions. <laughs> I'm going, yay! I get excited. I hit my so husband. Like, oh I my will God. say the other, I don't know if there's only been one other trailer, maybe, but the other trailer I've seen for this movie did not get me super excited. This one has me much more excited. Um, 
I will say I think Gal Gadot is awesome as Wonder Woman in uh, Batman mm -hmm. Superman. Uh, she's one of the highlights of that movie. Uh, she was the she's big great. Of that movie. She's great. Uh, the costume is great. They did an awesome job with that. I feel. Uh, but I like this one because it does show her on the mascara and and her mother and growing up and like Artemis and being trained and stuff and then segues into you know her in uh, outside of that with uh, I was excited about it before I saw any trailers I was I was honestly excited before I saw her in the last movie and then after I saw her in the last movie I was really excited because I think they finally nailed Wonder Woman for for her own movie and then yeah I've I've been excited with every everything I see the trailers the photographs and just I'm excited. I can't wait. I don't like it. No invisible airplane. That's okay. Too bad. That. You're taking you're taking me on a date anyway. You're taking me to see it. Hey, how do you know there's not an invisible airplane, Mark? Maybe you just didn't see it. Maybe you didn't well, see this plane because it's invisible. I guess that's possible. They just might be rolling that out at the movie and not spoiling it. I'm just gonna do that in the movie theater. Boo! No invisible airplane. airplane. Oh, please do, because I actually want to see how fans react to you if they start throwing things at you or something. <laughs> I'm gonna have to be his bodyguard on the way out of the theater. <laughs> you may just approach him. You don't know him. <laughs> I, 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 I swore an oath to protect him. Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> I agree that I, I've been wanting a Wonder Woman movie for a long time, so that I am very excited about. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think this tra this trailer looks cool. Um, the accents of the all the Amazons threw me off at first because it was very strange. Sounding, but I, I kind of like that they're trying to do a distinct accent and not just do a British one like everybody does for everything. I didn't even notice it. Yeah, to it's, be that's honest. very distinct accent. I don't know what it is. I can't place I it. Exactly. I didn't even notice their accent. That's but, weird. Uh, yeah, I didn't notice it. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they're going to do a decent amount of stuff. It sounds like on their mascara and show her. That's cool. Uh, yeah. and obviously, it looks like they're looking working in some comedy with her, right? In in the world of man or whatever, right? And she's not I love man. whenever the woman she's like, "What's a secretary?" And she says, "Oh, we go away." Or he tells me I do it. He says, "Oh, we call that a slave." She goes, "I like her." <laughs> yeah, it's fun getting that like. I've been like a secretary. With, <laughs> that humor with like Thor and Monel, also yeah, the outsider coming in and doing <clears throat> social commentary on daily life is yeah. always that's always a hit. <laughs> In the chat, Kerry Johnson says that trailer, giggity, and I might add giggity, which I he means is really excited, is what he said. That means basically. <laughs> I got that. Yeah. Okay. Good. I had to clarify. I wasn't sure. <laughs> well, he was talking nerdy to you. Yeah. My sister's talking nerdy to me, so that's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. I I'm, I got high hopes for it. I think it has the potential like to be the best mm -hmm. of the DC movies so far. Yeah. I like that. Well, a lot of people would say, right, it isn't it's not hard to do that, right? I guess it would be the best yeah. so far. Yeah. Uh, the I like that they're using the bracelets, too. That's good. More of that. I like that. That's why I did this earlier. And they're using her lasso in the fight scenes, too. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. The fight scenes look good. Look very good. She looks kick-ass. Oh, yeah. I think she, I mean, in the last movie, I was watching her going, she could probably kick both Superman and Batman's ass if they fought her together. She could take them both. <laughs> I'm not for sure who the villains are necessarily, who that one scarred woman is and, and who else. By the way, is it set in, I can never remember, is it set in World War One or two? I think it's one. Well, that's what I thought. So it's not the Nazis yet, obviously. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think I remember the helmets. I'm trying to remember the, the uniforms. I think I remember it looked like World War One helmets. Yeah, it, and it looks, Chris Chris Pine looks like he's going to be good as um, with Steve Trevor, right? Yeah, um, they look like they have some good. Like, I know, I'm still got to sit through another movie where the Germans are the bad guys. <laughs> <I'm sorry. 
<laughs> but it'll be worth it. It's Wonder Woman. <laughs> in the in the chat, Scorpio says, "I'm losing sleep over this." Scorpio says, "I'm losing sleep over this effing Wonder Woman movie. If it's not good, I'm gonna pitchfork." I guess like <laughs> Frankenstein pitchfork. Like, <laughs> torches and pitchforks. Yeah, because I've been disappointed by the DC movies. We've been so hurt before. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to like super. I mean, I, mm -hmm. Suicide Squad was okay overall, but, but it had so much more potential. I was, I'm a big classic was, Suicide Squad fan. It was fan fun if comics. you went, you watched, listened to music, and you didn't think too hard. And it was cool in 3D. And we were in the air conditioning in the summer. I was happy, you know, but <laughs> I mean, as far as the movie goes. Right, what a great, great review. Well, it was cold in there, at least in the summer. <laughs> It was air conditioned. I got were, to recline. The seats were comfortable. And seat, it was a comfortable <laughs> reclining seat. They put reclining seats in the theater now. Um, <laughs> it had good music. It was like one weird music video. We just went to get out of the, the hot, the heat. <laughs> <laughs> and it was air conditioned. I mean, and there's lots of nice things about it. <laughs> all right. So it sounds like we're all, we all like this trailer. We're all looking forward to Wonder Woman. Hopefully, this, hopefully this can be a good turning point in the DC. Uh, I give this trailer five invisible planes. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Five, five lassos of truth. I, I, no, I, I five invisible planes. You just can't see my my fingers. Ha ha. Because they're invisible. <laughs> ah. I thought you were well, going to so say one were... invisible. You can't see. <laughs> see, that's that's how we could have rated it though. If we ever if we were doing a Wonder Woman show, right? Which they almost did. They tried to get the Wonder Woman five show picked up a couple of years truth. ago. Did you see the unaired pilot? We we saw it. No, I didn't. You know, I, I know why I never watched it. And I liked, um, fuck, what's her name? I like the oh, actress. Oh, it cast. took me a second. Oh, yeah, I remember. You remember that. the actress that cast? I like her. Um, uh, uh, she played, she went uh, on uh, to be in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as she was, Yeah, right? she, yeah. Um, I was just thinking of, she okay, was the girlfriend from Supernatural. Well, so <laughs> how, how was the pilot? How was the one who was pilot? some work. Is those, did she have an invisible plane, though? I don't. <laughs> I think so. You're an invisible it plane. needed some. It, it really. Well, he's got it. He has an invisible plane fetish, apparently. Now, um, it needed some serious. It needs work. some work, but I think they could have made it. It needed workable. some tweaking. I mean, I saw the original unaired pilot of the Big Bang Theory, and if they could pull that out of a tailspin and make it into a good show, they could have fixed the Wonder. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to watch first takes on pilots and then yeah. watch what actually happens. It's interesting study in uh, in that. Carrie Johnson right. says, yeah. says the Wonder Woman pilot was not good. Scorpio says every DC movie feels more like a music video than a movie, especially the Snyder ones. Oh, that's just his <laughs> style, though, he says. Uh, Adrian Pilecki, thank you, Scorpio. He, that's who plays Yes, thank you. Pilot. Oh, yes, thank you. I like her. Pilecki. She had the right look, too. I think she was like good as that, and she's really great as, as Mockingbird. I like her, uh, yeah. I like her as Bobby. But that's a different universe. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. So we'll stay to the DC universe, and we're going to go to the next news item, which is to talk about the, uh, whatever, I guess we're just over a week away now, from the Flash Supergirl musical crossover, which we're very excited Ooh. about. Uh, I just put a, link, I put a link in the chat, folks, if you're there. Uh, I'm gonna excited to see if, a, I'm not sure, what should, in the world are they going to do to tie it and make it musical? No, I'm going to tell you exactly how. It's very, it's really smart, actually, what they're doing, I feel. But in the chat, folks, you can see some pictures and uh, some video from it. Uh, so uh, what they're going to do is Music Meister, played by Darren Chris, who's actually also from Glee, uh, is playing Music Meister, the villain. And he is going to basically, Kara and Barry are both going to go into these comas where they go into this alternate, like kind of reality type deal, like in his mind. And they have to follow this musical script to get out of his, like, this Music Meister's world that he's put them into. 
Oh, so uh, it's not going to be in the real world that gets changed. I think it's more in their minds or something. Or in their, like, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. That but it makes sense because the villain sense. is all about music. So they, they actually are, it makes sense how they're doing it. And I think that's pretty clever. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I can't wait. I mean, I've been hooked on those ever since, you know, the Buffy musical. <laughs> yeah. And I, but obviously the two stars are both, you know, they're, they're trained, like, obviously, in that they're very, you know, very good singers and everything. So they, they know what they're doing. I haven't heard them, but I've heard that they are. So. Yeah. No, they're both good. And, and, and Music Meister. Yes. I, I can guarantee you they're better than I am. <laughs> what about Music Meister? And, and Music, Music Meister is a villain, not from comic books, but from the uh, cartoons. Mm. So, Oh, nice. Uh, in the chat, Scorpio says, the picture on that link, oh my God, it looks like so much fun. Yeah, it does. There's a picture of uh, Grant Gustin like, kind of dipping uh, uh, Melissa Benoist back uh, in the scene, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. The only, so the only thing I'm going to... Think is silly, and I, I had the same problem with the invasion crossover. Well, I had a lot of problems with that, but uh, Supergirl is actually not really. Stop saying that the Supergirl episode is part of the crossover. It's not. They're doing the same shit again, like that. The very tail end of this episode, supposedly. Yeah. She's gonna she's gonna go over to Flash. The Flash is gonna be the musical stuff. Okay, the Flash episode. That's the crossover. But like same thing with invasion. Supergirl was not part of that invasion thing. Mm-hmm. That was a Supergirl episode, and then it did three episodes of invasion. So. That just that just I feel like they're just lying to people when they claim that Supergirl is part of the crossover. Just don't don't say yeah. it is. It's false advertising. Yeah, because it's a completely it's a different Earth. So I mean, it's not in the same reality. Yeah. On the story, but the storyline has nothing to do with it either. Like they just at the tail end say like, oh, by the way, she's going over now to this world. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not cool. That's that's cheating. <laughs> that is cheating. Why, why are the Supergirl cheating? That's why, an alternate fact. Why is the Supergirl people so like snobby to the other shows yeah. that they have them on there? <laughs> they're they're no. not they're not lying or cheating. They're just giving you an alternate fact. All right, so we got some, we got some good we got some good comments here in the live chat. And thank you everybody who is watching live and, and commenting. We really yeah. appreciate. Carrie Johnson says the costuming looks old Hollywood awesome. It does in the picture they released. Oh, I'm gonna love yeah, that. It looks then. really cool. Uh, sincere, sincere sarcasm says this episode further proves the love between Kara and Barry should be a thing. I agree. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they're adorable together. They would be a great. They yeah. are. They're adorable separately, and they're just like yes. a, a bunch of uber adorableness all rolled into one together. It's it's all, they're almost too cute, but not quite too cute. It's just cute enough. Francis says her character uh, Kara. He means it's part of the crossover event. Yeah. So look, I totally agree with that, Francis. That she obviously it's a crossover, but don't claim that. Supergirl and Flash episodes are both crossovers. No, they're not. Flash right. is the crossover episode. It's a crossover Starring episode. Starring Supergirl. Flash. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. With Supergirl as a guest star. Right. Exactly. But you're not going to have two episodes, right. two episodes with, um, yeah, crossover. They promise that next year when they do the crossover between all the shows that Supergirl will be more involved. Do they have it to where either oh, okay. maybe are they not filming in such a schedule that it would work well or just because of the different Earths they haven't quite figured out a way to make it work right maybe i mean I th- they all shoot in vancouver now so I, I almost guarantee you they're all in lots right next to each other all these shows uh what well, i heard about it. invasion was that it was uh it was a little bit problematic for him at first because it took a while to figure out that supergirl was going to get renewed and was going to be on cw and by then they'd already been writing oh and they didnn't have time yeah that makes sense because yeah. 
contrary to what some people think, I know probably our listeners are savvy enough, it takes a lot of work leading up to it showing up on your television. <laughs> actually, yeah. it takes a lot of work before they start filming <laughs> to actually get these no. things working. And that's the easy task to work all four shows together like that. And maybe like Black Lightning now next year too, so all five shows or something. Yeah. Um, all right. I mean, when I heard they were going to be doing all those together, I thought, my God, how are they going to do that? I mean, two. It, when we do crossovers with two shows, that's hard. It really yeah. is. But that's why I actually like the musical is just going to be the two of them together. I think that's better. Like the four, it's very ambitious. I don't, I don't think that storyline worked at all. Like, I want to see Arrow sing. Uh, you know. I want to see him dance. <laughs> well, you know what? I read I something I want to see him like, that... do a tap dance and a soft shoe. It could be like Arrow and his merry men singing. <laughs> <laughs> like men in tights? Yeah. <laughs> Carrie, Elway, Carrie Elway shows up. <laughs> I, would love, I would love Carrie Elway shows up. That'd be great. But I, you know what? I actually read. I like um, how your brain works. If if this is correct, I I don't remember what source I got it from, but I read that um, uh, Stephen Amell had said, basically said like, I'm absolutely not doing a musical. Like, uh, no, I'm, we were the first show, and I'm not going to do it. Forget it. Like he was basically like, taking a really hard stance that I'm never going to do that. But he's probably like me. I can't sing. I mean, you. But you, you know are what? Going to lose viewers. You know. No, but there's been a lot of like like a lot of the Buffy people really couldn't sing, right? Before they did that sure. episode, well, no, a lot of them the, could. The auto tuned him a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, like Xander, <laughs> they didn't give him a whole lot to do. Um, now, um, no, because Willow didn't sing, and they said because she she threatened to come down with laryngitis and have a doctor's excuse, so she just wasn't going to. So they didn't give her. Willow didn't sing. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh. Yeah, so see, she may have they could have course. other people sing, and just Oliver doesn't sing, and he's kind of like wondering why is everybody singing all the dance. time? I don't understand this. <laughs> he needs to dance. Yeah, it's be, it'd be hard to sing in that in that arrow voice, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be great. But you know, him and Batman should do a duet. His, his song, his song is called "You Have Failed This City." Exactly, <laughs> I was gonna say that. That's gotta be his. That's the theme. That's his main song. He could just be like a rap. He just does. You yeah. Oh, that would be interesting. The arrow rap. <laughs> That'd be hot, man. I'm the hood. <laughs> I'm already like thinking lyrics now. <laughs> uh, in the chat, Carrie Johnson says they've said since they all the shows were picked up so quickly for next season, they can schedule show breaks to do a true four-way crossover next year, like you were saying, Marks. Cool. That's good. Uh, Francis says I think the hardest part is finding a villain that the entire universe can kind of fight. They'll need a Thanos-like character for a true crossover. That's a pretty good point too. Dark side. Uh, great. Dark side is that what you said? Yeah, dark side would be great. Uh, I don't know, but you got to be careful with all those super powerful, like ultra powerful villains. I, I don't know. They probably won't do them. Because I mean, the there's always a, a, a risk because they have such different tones. I mean, there's such a tonal shift with each show. I mean, they even when they did the crossover before they even did it, where uh, Oliver is telling uh, uh, Barry, he's like, you know, in your city, your villains they all have cute names and. <laughs> Right. You guys are all happy, and you don't kill, and your villains have cute names. You know, <laughs> was, you know they were recognizing that, but they've done a yeah. good job so far. Uh, in the chat, Kerry Johnson also said, "Arrow and his merry men is awesome." Mark, so he enjoyed that. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> all right, Mark. Another last beautiful geeky brain. The last piece of news, Marks. Oh yes, um, <laughs> you're the one who came so. up with it. <laughs> Uh, Abracadabra, the, the villain Abracadabra is going to be appearing soon on Flash, I think in a couple episodes from now, actually, on the 28th, Woo-hoo. with an episode called Abracadabra. So uh, I'll read the synopsis for the show. Hopefully it doesn't spoil anything too much. I don't think it does. It doesn't, for me at least, since I've 
watch, I'm caught up this week. Um, <clears throat> the Flash battles Abracadabra, a villain from Earth-19 who makes him a tempting offer. Release him, and Abracadabra will reveal Savitar's true identity. Desperate to save Iris. Ooh. Yeah. Desperate to save Iris, Barry considers taking the deal, but Gypsy, Gypsy reaches in to capture the villain for her own reasons, and during the fight, Abracadabra manages to escape. Barry's furious that Gypsy interfered, but Gypsy refuses to back down, forcing Cisco to take sides. Meanwhile, Julian is still a bit cold <laughs> towards Caitlin, <laughs> <laughs> but when she is severely injured in a battle with Gypsy, he rushes to her side. Season. All right. Uh, so well, Earth, Earth 19 is Supergirl's world, right? Earth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Ooh, there, here we go. This might be the villain for the crossover next season. Could be. Oh, <laughs> Abracadabra. I don't, who the hell is this guy, by the way? He oh, does magic, Ab- I'm assuming? Yeah, Abracadabra is no, from the... No magic. I where you get that idea. It's from, it's from yeah. the far future, and he comes... He's like saying... <laughs> He's, a, he's from the far future, and his technology makes it appear that he has magic. That's actually technology that you see. Ah, so <laughs> he's a, he's an interesting villain. My, it'll be a interesting little thing. Depends on how they, I mean, we haven't seen their take no. on it, so no, we don't. Know. Okay, if we're gonna do magic, though, I want to let's get Zatanna to come guest star. Man, I love Zatanna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. She should be on the show. I'm sure she will be at some point. Uh, you know, yeah, they had her on Smallville. It's pretty much alluded like if she doesn't do her job, like they have the death penalty for death penalty for some pretty silly shit on her planet. They'll probably they're probably like off with her head if she doesn't bring back her bounty. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't uh, see the- what, what she's Caitlin sees in that Julian guy. Oof. Well, <laughs> he's a lot better now that he's been around Caitlin than he was a total dick before. I couldn't stand that asshole. Yeah. Oh, I was just like, make him go away. He has good, he has good fashion taste, especially when you travel to jungle. Now, I do like his jungle attire. I love when he walks in and just starts laughing. He's just like, <laughs> you think You think Ray's outfit for the jungle was like just recycled outfit of Julian's? <laughs> <laughs> but wait, come on. Like, Ray is like fucking, like, I don't know, like six inches like, taller. That's <laughs> true. He's much taller. Julian's gets his off like the kid's rack. <laughs> <laughs> I say sitting on a booster chair. So he shot, he shot that kids at us. Yeah. <laughs> sees them in there and she's like, oh, I was getting like a present for my nephew. What do you do? Oh, I'm getting clothes <laughs> for myself. <laughs> do you think we can take these pants up? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. In the chat, by the way, uh, Anthony, this was made it said about singing. He says, William Shatner can't sing and that's not stopping him. Okay. <laughs> true. Very true. Uh, Nothing stops William Shatner from doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's our news. Uh, Esperanto. Beat poetry, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's our news, folks. Uh, let's go on to now Legends of Tomorrow, and then we're going to talk Flash after that. Don't call them heroes. <sighs> I certainly do that. I also wouldn't call them legends. <laughs> no, uh, no. Like last week, I called them fucking idiots is what I said. Uh, but Or on one of those shows. Charlie Fox Struts. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, so this uh, so this week's episode is called Land of the Lost. Uh, it was se- it's a season two episode thirteen. It is written by Kato Shimizu and Ray Uchanakrik. I don't know how you say his name. <laughs> what? <laughs> Gazoon tight. Thank you. Uh, so I'm just gonna say it like that. Anyway, okay. So if you watched the first episode we ever did the show, you will hear me rail against Legends of Tomorrow and how the, sh- the show does not make a lick of sense and it's preposterous. Okay. Okay. Good. I don't have to do it then. Yes. No. 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 We Danielle. Like, Danielle I, I and I. I was all prepared. Yeah. No. Danielle and I have done this quite a bit, 
Uh, like if I thought season two Supergirl writing has gone downhill, you can imagine what I think of Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> However, <laughs> poor, I mean, just think about it. Poor Barry goes back in time, changes one thing, goes back and changes it again. And he like kills everybody and destroys the world. These people fuck up the timeline up and down all over the place, right and left. They can't sneeze without screwing something up. And somehow we're all, all right. I mean, that's just for starters. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Now, however, that being said, oh wait, sorry, sorry. I almost forgot. I got to tell you about the episode. Okay. <laughs> What's the synopsis? Yeah, we got we got railing against already. Um. So okay. <laughs> so what happens? Okay. So basically, after just capturing Evil Rip, uh, they uh, he he's in a cell. However, he's got a secret code he gives to Gideon, which puts her back under his control. So he gets loose. He steals some guns. Uh. He destroys whatever artifact thing that is. I don't know. Is it Spear of Destiny? Is that what it is part of? We're helping to yeah, find that. Yeah, right? they're going after this. Like, right, anyway. Spear of Destiny is in four pieces, I think. So, yeah, he destroys that. Um, and then they knock him out. But basically, not until he fucks the ship up, kind of, and they crash land, which happens seemingly every episode, pretty much. Um, <laughs> that place is like a rumpled tin can. <laughs> so, they, they crash land because they have to reboot Gideon, and she goes to the earliest time Again. she ever went, which is the Cretaceous period where Ray was for a short period of time. <laughs> Um, so then, uh, Mick remembers something the time Lords did, which, uh, Gideon actually provides the real information about a cognitive and I actually forget the name of it too, just like Mick, uh, but cognitive intrusion, maybe it was called, I think, uh, anyway, where, so Sarah, Sarah and Jackson are going to go into the mind of Rip to try to basically get their good Rip to come back, you know, and, and for his evil, like, so he wants to be evil anymore. It sounds terribly intrusive and invasive so, and like something that a good guy wouldn't really want right. to do to while somebody. They're in his, while they're in his crazy mind, they find versions of themselves which are evil, as so they have to fight themselves basically. And um, they are successful though in finally uh, help finding Rip and by far the best part of the episode, uh, we actually see a physical representation of Gideon in his mind and she helps, <laughs> she helps them save Rip. Uh, and then uh, and then basically, so he, and they're finally able to free, well, he's able to like, take control of his mind and, uh, and now he's good again. So they basically get the old good Captain Rip Hunter back. Uh, yeah, and he, you know, he, I'm glad, but he, he was a good bad guy though. That's what, yeah, <laughs> Mark and Daniel were saying like he's, he was better as yeah, a bad Mark's guy. Yeah, Mark loves him as a bad guy too. I mean. All right. Especially when he like wrote his name and blood, like Rip, you know. <laughs> or like RIP. Yeah. <laughs> But he, I mean, you see him as Rip first, and you think there's no way he's going to be a very effective badass. That's how he really is. He's good. Right, so Francis asked something in the chat. Francis, I'm going to answer that in a minute because it has part of my comments. And no, you're not crazy at all. I totally agree with you, Francis, but I'm going to bring that up in a second. Let me say what I thought about this episode, and then I'll get your guys' thoughts. So even though I can't stand Legends of Tomorrow, I fucking love this episode, okay? Uh, <laughs> I think it's the best episode I've ever seen. I haven't seen every single one, but the best episode I've seen that they've done. What I like is that since they were in the Cretaceous and a lot of it was in the ship and in his mind, they didn't actually fuck up the timeline for once. Like, <laughs> you know, maybe so, I should raise my score now that you're talking. Uh, I'll do that. Like, so for once, they were just like doing like kind of responsible things. Um, they also focus on relationships in this episode, which I think the show needs to do a lot more of if it's going to be successful. So Nate and Vixen, they obviously explored that more. And I, I, dig, I dug that. I like Vixen a lot. Um, and there was some nice stuff there. Of course, um, Ray was trying to awkwardly fuck it up because he always fucks everything up he does. Um, 
And well, he was right though about the whole timeline thing. He, he actually had a he actually had a point this time. You're right. He wasn't being an idiot for once. Yeah, I know. They have a guy who's like one of the supposed to be one of the biggest geniuses on the planet. They have him. They call him stupid. He acts stupid, and they call him haircut. Right. So for once, he was actually Sorry, thinking about the timeline. Usually, he's the one who's messing everything up. <laughs> yeah. but I like, I like the, episode. I like the Nate Vixen <laughs> thing. Um, that was good. Now, mm -hmm. the there was some cool stuff with Sarah fighting her evil self. You know, there was some nice stuff with there. But by far, the best thing, oh, I think, is that I've actually always thought Gideon was probably one of the best characters in the show, even though you don't see her. <laughs> uh, so it was great to actually see, like, a, a physical representation of Gideon and who the actress actually is who plays her. Uh, that was awesome. And the best thing as far as near the end of the episode, uh, where Gideon and Ripper are in her mind together and they're sharing a moment. And and I'm, I'm watching that sort of guy. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to kiss. Yes, please let them kiss. Please, please, please. And they do, and it's this epically shot moment where everything's blowing up. And I thought it was just really uncomfortable and awkward. But oh, okay. see, now, all right. But I love it, man. Like, I think that's the best relationship that's ever been on the show. I totally, totally shit I want Rip and Gideon <laughs> to hook up Francis. Rip and the ship. That's what Francis was asking in the chat. He's like, You totally ship Rip and the ship. Uh, I do. He's like, Is it weird that I want them to hook up? No, I don't think so, sir, because I want it too. I, I think. I don't know why that struck me as awkward and uncomfortable. I guess I could see that, but. Look, that's the closest friend Rip has ever had, right? In all these years, he he only has Gideon. He has had no one else really, to, outside of these idiots, they, legends who's calling legends. Um, so it makes <laughs> well, sense now to me. Like you mentioned that that is the best company he has. I mean, he's been with them through everything, right? So if they go kind of the Mass Effect route, if you play the Mass Effect game where the AI eventually goes into like an android body, I could see them doing that with Gideon, and then having them. Mm -hmm. I think that would be really cool, man. I'd be totally. I would watch it just for that. I don't care how fucking idiotic Ray Palmer I guess, does. I guess my problem is like I can see where you're saying that would be cool, but since it's this show, I'm thinking they probably wouldn't do it well, so I probably don't want to see it. <laughs> well, that, you're right. They they generally fuck everything up they do, but these guys, at least these writers, Kato and whatever Shimizu and Ray, whatever that his name is, I can't pronounce. Maybe if they just kept writing all those parts, they would be okay because they did a good job with this episode. I feel like, and they write, yeah, they've written all their episodes for other shows in the in the, in the universe. So, but yeah, dude, I, I'm shipping that so hard. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> it's probably more of a guy thing, to be honest. I mean, like guys. But, in their 20s. Well, I don't know, but no, but it's not just it's not just that I like Gideon. I like Ray and Gideon. I think Rip and Gideon together is cool. Like that makes sense to me. See, I mean, I think whoops and women was like rip, right? That the British accent. Yeah, but just when I hear <laughs> that guy and his ship should be together, I just think, my God, that's sad. <laughs> well, rip, rip, Rip's life is very sad, though, when you think about it, right? It's always we'll have little cars. escape pods together. <laughs> but yeah, look, you know, you know, so you know when he's at his quarters at night, she's like, he's like getting talked dirty to me. <laughs> Yeah, and then everyone's like, we can hear you. You have all the intercoms on. Please stop. <laughs> See, that would be such a that'd be a hilarious moment, though. I wish they did stuff like that. And suddenly the ship shudders, and they're like, oh. <laughs> Wait, I don't know if you noticed uh, it, but you, there was a couple moments where. You'd dirty shower if you were in that ship. This is like but, in Eureka. They had the, the smart house that had AI, yeah. and then they had an Android, and those two had a relationship together, and there was some awkward moments. <laughs> uh, so Fernand, Francis says, can I give a round of applause to Marks for that joke? I'm not sure which joke he – which joke was it? Did you make a joke, Marks? All right, yeah, I, guess you're I don't know. That. Maybe the skate pods. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, Terry Johnson says, someone needs to create a Gideon uh, hologram. We need more 
Amy Pemberton. Amy Pemberton actually, Mark and I had to look that up. Is who plays is the actress who plays Gideon. Um, I think she's great. She does a great job. Yeah, she's I also like. I also like in the. Uh, you know what, Mark? I think we should get her on the show. That's what we should do. Oh yeah. If you're watching right now with the other millions yeah. of people, <laughs> come on. Oops. Since you know this has gone viral now, please make sure. Yeah, since we have millions of viewers, obviously. Just remember, just, make sure you put urgent in the title. Right. Urgent, just like Tara's blob, this. we have millions of viewers. Important blob. Don't ignore. And this is not spam. Put put this is not spam in the title, and then right. it'll really get people's attention. Right. Okay. Oh, thank you. That's very important. Important tip. What, you know what I like what she did, though, is uh, in the certain moments, like one of them was like, if you're talking about the kitchen, she said, I'd rather enjoyed it. She, her voice changed like from the normal getting voice to actually like a more human-esque version of that. And I, that was a nice, very nice touch. I thought that they did that. Yeah, it was a little flirty, a little yeah. cute, yeah. cheeky. And I, and I was surprised she hasn't had, she's done a lot of voice acting, but no, or very little uh, on-screen acting. Yeah, if you're yeah. interested, folks, she's done a lot of video game voice acting. We looked up on IMDb. Um, I think she's great. Well, I liked Gertrude in this episode. <laughs> like the T-Rex? I'm thinking about it. She went Gertrude. <laughs> Luckily, Ray didn't fall in love with Gertrude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I well, thought, if Vixen had like helped interpret, maybe they could get something going. <laughs> uh, but I, I liked the Gertrude thing. That was funny. Yeah. And uh, I also, the, the scene with Vixen and Gertrude was really, really good. It was like, yeah, it was like a I highlight. did actually like that a lot. It was a big milestone moment or a high point for Vixen's character, I think. Mm -hmm. um, Which part? And Where she communicates. Oh, yeah, that was great. I like yeah. that because I like that it shows a little bit more breadth of her power. It's not just, I can be strong. I can swim. I can, it like, there's so much more to it. It's a much more, um, it is a more spiritual And her connection aspect. to animals in general. Yeah, and I, I think that they haven't really touched on the spirituality of what it is that she does. It's, it's also nice like, that they handle it in a way where they didn't kill something and fuck the timeline up. They handle it in a peaceful way that preserved the timeline, you know, right? Yes. If they killed that dinosaur, maybe that would have changed everything. Yeah. Maybe they wouldn't be legends anymore. <laughs> well, considering there is a 95% die off of they, everything. They come back to prison and everybody's dinosaur people now. It's like dinosaur <laughs> arrow. <laughs> right. It created a dinosaur mass extinction revolt. following that. I don't think right. it was somehow that, that prevented the meteor from hitting Earth that destroyed. Yeah, I know it could happen. <laughs> Butterfly effect. Uh, one thing is though, I thought that it was supposed to be a T Rex, right? Is what it was supposed to be. Yeah, I just I felt so. that the T Rex was way too small. The way they portrayed it, thinking of like other T Rexes I've seen in real life. I'm just getting in, in movies. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say now compared to the T Rexes I'm used to seeing. No. Yeah, <laughs> well, like Jurassic. Park, yeah, it was a, I don't know. It was a touch, a little small, but maybe... Maybe she's just a young mom. She's a teen mom. I mean, right. give a teen reptile or bird mom a break, will you? I know, right? Boy, I'm showing my age. I started to say reptile. <laughs> and I'm sure Legends of Tomorrow works very hard for complete historical accuracy on everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because they have interracial couples completely accepted in the 1700s. Yeah, except that one episode. Um, Except I, in one episode in the '60s, suddenly it was okay, but they go back to the 1700s, and it's totally okay. I like the uh, oh, so Ray's line: uh, "Do not leave the urine perimeter." Yeah, <laughs> and I, I love something someone says, "Like I hope those omelets were worth it," or something yeah. like that. It was like it was like this, I got a hundred omelets out of that. <laughs> I like a hundred something omelets. I feel yet, sorry for nothing or, or whatever. You like him yelling? Uh, you like him yelling? Yoo hoo! Yoo hoo! 
Oh, you who? <laughs> See, this, this bugs me because I I liked Ray's character. I liked Ray a lot whenever he before he got on Legends. Um, I thought he was an awesome character, you know, and it bugged me that he and Felicity weren't together. I thought they were adorable together, and I really liked Ray. And then they really kind of messed with the character, I think. And I really liked as. As anybody who's gone to film school could appreciate I oh. Rip's line at the end when they were like, it still fits you and everything. And he's like, it's really difficult to put on weight as a film student. Mark's going to test that. He <laughs> lost weight as a film student. Yeah, I can see, tell I you that. So I didn't, obviously, I'm a filmmaker, but I didn't go to film school. What does it mean by that in terms of like you're so poor as a you're film poor. student? You're poor. Is that what you know how expensive film school is and how you are? Uh, he, yeah. he, I, he'd disappear for days working on stuff. I mean, you know, he didn't sleep. He barely ate. You can't afford transportation. You walk everywhere. You eat like wow, ramen noodles once a life, day. Marks. Jeez. Yeah, the film student died. It was it was such a glamorous lifestyle that we led. <laughs> <laughs> I worked minimum wage. Uh, it was awesome. I'm gonna come out of a new book, The Film Student Diet. And <laughs> it's like go broke, have no money for food, walk everywhere. Yes. <laughs> that was the skinniest uh, I ever was. In the chat, Lister Mate says uh, how I gained weight. Lister's mate says there was a Gertrude on the original Land of the Lost, but it wasn't a T Rex. The T Rex there was named Big Alice. I didn't know that. Oh, where's that joke? the name from? No, that's cool. Yeah, they, they're good about. I have to say, they do a lot of good one-liners uh, and little uh, throwbacks to stuff too in mm -hmm. pop culture on, on Land or no, Land of Lost on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> yes, oh. I agree. I don't know though. I usually call it, I call like any inanimate object or something I'm trying to humanize. A lot of times I come up with like Gertrude or something. I think that's just like a thing. One logic thing that bugged me a little bit. <laughs> logic. Episode, if it's, if it's just one, that's You're amazing so for this cute. show. You're adorable. Um, whenever they, they had those shock band things, they're like, just hit them <gasps> and then you wake up. Well, it was on them physically in life. So. Yeah. Well, besides the fact that. Well, my big thing was besides the logic. It made of no sense. Not, it came off in your head, but it's still on you. But you're supposed to hit it. But besides that aspect, the aspect that Sarah's uh, wrist thing was broken, and so that meant that once Jefferson woke up, he couldn't just like hit the hit it the physical <laughs> object. The on physical wrist. thing on he had to like he had to like you know shocker shocker you know. Right. Yeah, why didn't he just reach over and go, boop? Yeah. Because it was, it was more like, dramatic to use the paddles, like you're in a. It was like I, I was sitting there watching, and going, "Why don't they just hit the red button on the bracelet? It's right I'm, there. Just I'm pretty hit sure, the button." I'm pretty sure if you hit somebody with paddles, when your your heart's going, it will stop your. It'll heart. stop your heart. <laughs> I, I could be wrong, but I'm no, sure that's, that's what happens. <laughs> Any medical experts in the chat, please let us know. <laughs> you don't. I, I've trained people on portable AEDs. Don't play with those things. Oh well. But at least right. the, that was the. Any other comments here on uh, Legends of Tomorrow? <laughs> I love that you had. You're like, I have an issue with one logic. That, it's Legends. We've already established. <laughs> oh, and I thought Evil Ray was way cooler. He actually wore the armor for one thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, because, Why does he have that thing? He never wears it. I like though. And no, they would I, split up the Firestorm people. I wanted to be good again because now because the Evil Ray can't be with Gideon. Good Ray or Good Rip, I mean, can be with Gideon. So I want to be good. Yeah. Well, and. And, and that also begs the question: Why did Ray, when he went out there, not have his armor on? Like, I think that'd be kind of handy. Because he wanted yeah. to be like you know Julian, like Julian wanted to be Indiana Jones, and so does he in this kind of episode. So you're going to put <laughs> the entire thing, the entire that you're doing at risk because you want to look cool. 
that and seems well, to Ray, Ray, always, Ray always does things because he thinks it's cool, and that's why he's in it. he became an idiot in the show. Yeah, I, have to I mean, he, it's true. like it's like they just he got hit on the head, and then suddenly he's dying. Maybe sh maybe shrinking really affects. His, <laughs> maybe his, it does. Uh, he like process. loses uh, like five IQ points, so it's not real noticeable at first. Every time he shrinks and come back, and then like now it's just starting to be noticeable. <laughs> uh, so. Francis wants to know, do we mean medical experts regarding getting someone out of someone else's mind? Yeah, yes, Francis. Can you, can you find yes. some of those, please? Can we please find an expert in this? Absolutely, yeah. I would just slap something. Hit it, it's the a risk button. Thing. There's a big button. They made a big thing about here's a button. Hit the red button. Like I said, I'm, so I'm, they okay. just don't hit the button. I have a problem with that. Like I said, at this, at this point, little things like that, I think that's amazing if that's the only thing they're doing. I was yelling at the TV. I'm going, why aren't they hitting the button? It's right there. That Why did they I mean, have like, a physical button on the body of the person if the one in the mind right. was what was important? But if it was in his mind, why didn't he just think real hard and put one back on her wrist? But you could say each person, right? So there has there's a body body mind connection going on, and if, and if her mind felt that it wasn't going to work, then also in the physical world it wouldn't have helped her wake up either because her mind had to think it well, was going to work. Well, there was no point in putting the physical one on her body if it was only the one inside the head that worked. I know. I'm what look. I'm trying to make it. For? I'm trying to make there it make sense. Button. There was a big red button. <laughs> I, I question the science behind that that uh, futuristic device. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't know start is doing every that. Every time I've had to be shocked out of somebody else's consciousness, the button has worked. <laughs> oh, okay, good to know. I know. Jeez. Jeez. And get the Tyrannosaurus Rex on, the right everybody. size. Come on, yeah. people. <laughs> let's all right. Let's give some ratings. Uh, we do. Oh, we actually do Gideon's right for this. We do do Gideon's, oh, that's yes. great. What a great choice. Uh, uh, I will give this. Oh boy, let's see here. I do think it's the best one I've seen. I'm gonna give. I'll give four and a half Gideons. Oh, I was gonna do three. I give it four Gideons because it was one of the better ones. I gave it a three because it was one of the better ones. Usually okay. they're a one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Cool. All right, make this is a better day, folks. You may not hear us talk this highly about Legends again. Maybe <laughs> so. not. Unless Unless we have, next week it looks like it's gonna go back to nonsense. Well, what's next week? Was is next week the Nazi one or no? Or am I making that up? Am I just imagining that? I, don't know. I haven't seen the pre I preview. Seen I, to, I don't know. Somebody help me out. Maybe Francis remembers. I just know they were having what was Apollo. Uh, no, it's Apollo thirteen, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I don't know why I said that. Oh. I was thinking, it's Apollo is there, thirteen. Is there Nazis on the moon? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone watch Iron Sky. It's awesome. <laughs> That's right. It's Apollo 13, which again, it is, I don't know. Like, I think the, the least they actually have to act, interact with history, the better it works because they're not screwing everything up. But. I, I agree. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, we'll see what happens. The, the wibbly wobbly timey wimey only works for Doctor Who. And even then, sometimes it doesn't even work for Doctor Who. So I would not try to replicate that <laughs> if I were running a show. But hey, what do I know? All right, Mark. So we're going to go now to the Flash. The Flash. The flash. We're going to flash what? Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> you said I didn't have to do that anymore. No. Jeez. All you right. You said it wasn't that kind of show. <laughs> um. All right. The Flash. Wrath of <laughs> Savitar, episode fifteen of season three, written by Andrew Kreisberg. I hope I pronounced that correctly. It's Kreisberg. It, 
Kreisberg. He's one of the creators, producers of the, all these shows, pretty much. Uh, he's written for all of them, including uh, most of their pilots, I'm pretty sure. Oh, cool. And um, and then also written, co-written by Andrew Wilder. This is actually his first Flash episode of, of, of at all. Uh, he did write some episodes of Legends, oh, with the Legends with Sean starring Bean. Sean Bean, and Criminal Minds, The Following, Secret and Lies, very different kind of shows than, than what uh, we're used to here. Uh, following. Yeah, following. That's good. Uh, so anyway, in this episode, Barry is training Wally to get faster so he can hopefully save Iris from Savitar. But unknown to everyone else, Wally's having visions of Savitar. And appears Savitar is returning soon, and his prophecies that we heard a few episodes back are, are going to come true. Mm-hmm. So someone, someone uh, betrays them. Someone uh, leaves them. Someone, someone dies. Those prophecies. It's always so creepy. I love how every time they tap into Savitar, he's like, "Bow down before me." <laughs> every I am a time. Every time. Like, are you ready to bow down? They're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Moving it's, on. It's moving like on. his opening line every time. <laughs> Mark, I like I how you just it. sounded like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger there when you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's who Savitar really is. Arnold Neil before Sean. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. He was Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> um, so some of the stuff I liked about this episode, like I liked the the opening with Barry and Wally and Jess, mm-hmm. Jesse Jesse uh, racing. Jesse, quick. No, no welcome sign thing. They blaze right past. It was funny. Yeah, that's cute. Um, I loved, you know, HR's alternate Earth references. I love HR. Like the Four Amigos. Yeah, you don't have that movie on this planet? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, you know, and I just like all the elements of, of these characters. I like when Jesse part. goes and hugs him, even though she knows he's not her dad. Yeah, that was a touchy moment between uh, Jesse <laughs> He's and like, I don't know what your dad would say. And then she hugs him because you're thinking, her dad would say the wrong thing, so she's just going to hug him. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and uh, you know, a lot. They always get those character interactions really good on the show. Mostly, yeah. A few things that I didn't like as much. Um, talking about the character reactions and how they usually get them right, I, I did get frustrated. So I get frustrated in general whenever characters. I got really frustrated in this episode. When the characters do certain things, just because you know, rather than organically in the story, it's because they're trying to make cause some conflict. It's a forced conflict. They're making them act outside of the parameters of their normal character traits in order to create conflict. Yeah, and Flash usually is pretty good about not doing that, but like they when, did it when, this time. when Wally got really angry, his reaction when he saw Iris die, his first reaction, rather than being like, oh, I'm so sad because she's dead and stuff, he he's just like, there's no ring. wedding ring. <laughs> there's no engagement Barry. ring. How dare you? That was the silliest reaction to that and then he calls out Barry in front of everybody about it. Yeah. Because that causes conflict. And then Barry I and also, Iris. like, I I thought the whole engagement thing didn't ring true for, oh, ring true, sorry, uh, for me. Because I immediately said, even before, I was like, because when he proposed, I, I turned to him and I said, did he talk to Joe? Because they have that kind of relationship. And then Iris and her dad have the kind of relationship that he would have talked to Joe. And like, I think what they should have done is build it up. So the episode, at the end of the episode, when he proposed to her, during that episode, he should have been trying to talk to Joe and they keep getting interrupted like two or three times. And then at the end of the episode, he'd be like, he goes ahead and proposes anyway, because he's in a hurry trying to change the future and save her life. I would have believed that, but I don't believe the fact that he never tried to talk to Joe. I mean, I. I to me, the fact that, oh, I was rushed, but I didn't see you be rushed. 
Now, if I'd seen you try to talk to Joe and you got interrupted with all the chaos that happens in your lives and saving people, and then because you were rushed, you went ahead and, and, and proposed, I'd have bought that. But it just instantly, it, it seemed like a, a made up conflict that really wouldn't have happened if the characters were acting like they normally do. It's hard to say you didn't have enough time whenever you get super speed. <laughs> I know, <laughs> he can pop across town, have a five minute conversation, and then pop back. Let me, I wanna, let me comment on that, but let me share something in, from Francis in the chat. After this episode, they, he says, they need to change the Flash intro to, my name is Barry Allen, and I'm the saddest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. And then just a close-up on him with a tear. Yeah. <laughs> so I hear it. For first off, I thought this was a super intense episode. Like there was a, so oh, so much conflict. Intense, intense there was, but I didn't think it was as organic as it should have Okay, I at first I agree with you guys. Like I was having some issues with some of the stuff. Like I'd be like, come, I had I'd be like, come on, Barry would would definitely have talked to Joe um, mm -hmm. first. But at, when I watched at the end, and as I took the whole thing as a whole, I was actually okay with it. Um, I was okay. Wally was so Barry ripped into Wally pretty good. So I I could see why Wally was so pissed. He would have then ripped back into to Barry. It's a dick thing to do, sure. But I I could see it happening because of that um, and all the emotions going up with with seeing seeing your sister die. It's going to release other angry. It was a weird thing to get mad about. Like it was kind of but a still weird like when thing. you're like that, it, 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 other emotions come out and you don't even control them sometimes when that happens. It's like going, you didn't tell me about the hangnail. You know, <laughs> it just. It, didn't make sense. Uh, I mean, it may like, be, it may be because Savitar has been getting to him psychically. He's been on edge. Yeah. So, <laughs> give him. I mean, and the thing Barry is, I could see that the reason he didn't talk to George or any of this is because yes, he is. He like Barry is in a point now where he is. He's so obsessed and has such tunnel vision on saving Iris, like he's gonna do whatever it takes, and he doesn't really care what else happens. And so he, if Joe's pissed about it, too, tough luck. Like I need to save Iris. And I'm gonna do whatever it takes. And if this is what it, and so if that means proposing to her earlier than I was going to, that's what he's gonna do. Yeah. So well, I bought I mean, it. I, I, I agree with you on that, but I didn't think that they had shown him getting to that point well enough. You know what I mean? Like the previous really episode. Know. And you had to fill it. It, it was a very sudden, like suddenly during this scene in this episode, he's suddenly there, and they didn't really show a natural progression to him getting to that point. That's what I mean. Like, if you've seen his frustration, like he's trying to talk to Joe, and he keeps getting interrupted, and he's like, that's it, I have to make a decision. That, I think, would have shown it better. I, did, I mean, I do think it's great, great drama, though. Um, I did really like the way they had Savitar manipulate Wally and come back. Like, that was, it was a very, like, it kind of portrays him as a smart villain, right? He's very devious. That is the him. kind of dick thing he would do. He played Wally into freeing him. So Yeah, I like how he's like, you can't open a portal. See, you're not fast enough to stop me. Yeah, Whoa, I, ha, ha, I, you know? <laughs> I guess what bothered me was Wally's a bit of a hothead. I mean, he was a hothead when he showed up. So that worked. I just, I thought Wally was smarter than to fall for some of the obvious stuff that. But Sav see, Savitar right. worked. At the end. He didn't have a lot of information to to, to help. And him Savitar out. worked this thing on him, right? He's been getting in his head, so he's been deliberately doing this. They make Wally question everything and get all fucked up, so to make him do. That. I guess maybe that maybe that goes back again to I think they should have shown like they should have had like an episode in between where you see Wally really acting weird and getting manipulated, and he's not getting sleep and all that kind of stuff. Then I think it would have rang a little more true, but it was just kind of like suddenly in this episode, and then especially towards the end, he took leave of his senses. And I, I, I just, I thought he, he, he seems like a smarter kid than, 
than that to some of it I can see, but like at the end, I'm like, how can you not see what's happening? <laughs> so I don't know. I just felt like they, they should, there should have been a little more time and a little more buildup to have him that I, I think he was too easily manipulated. Lister's made in the chat says this was, this was the most intense episode because they didn't have too much fluff to deal with. Uh, I actually don't mind the fluff normally, but uh, I, I will agree. Yes, they were very focused. I think on the main plot here in this episode. Yeah, overall, like I just felt like they they did rush some of the character stuff that I just felt like it didn't organically happen the way it should have. So the yeah. the two things I didn't like well, didn't totally make sense about this episode is when Wally was being sucked into the Speed Force. Why Barry was just standing there watching this happen, uh, and, <laughs> I was why, like, and why Jesse, and why Jesse wasn't there either. Like I, I have a big problem with this, where it's always I talked about this I think last week, yeah. where Barry has to be the one who does it, and they leave Jesse back home, and like no, with her father or with Wally, this is her father and the guy she's dating. Like she has to stay back loves. and like keep house or something. What was up with yeah, that? She wouldn't do that. She wouldn't do that. She'd be there. No. She'd be spinning off there and See, and that's what it. I'm talking about. They're 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 forcing conflict by making characters act outside the parameters of the normal character traits. Yeah. It's a problem. I'm assuming that he didn't go save him because it was like really sucking in like air. Like they didn't really show that too well. But like, it was such a slow motion. It seemed like and he's just standing here like, oh, okay, I'm just going to watch it. See, see you later, Wally. Bye. I, I wonder if that's not a, a difference between what the director was saying on the ground and then what they put in special effects-wise afterwards. Because I've had that happen. To remember the shooting? I've had it happen to me. I was acting in something, and they were like, and you get shot. And I'm supposed to react. I'm like, well, make the sound. Like, how many times do I get shot? And they're like, bang, 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 bang. So I'm like, bang, 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 bang. And I, I each bullet, I'm jerking as I fall back and I land as glorious death. We see the final product and I'm twitching like this and it's bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like bang and I'm going. <laughs> wow, that bullet really had a big effect. <laughs> Thankfully I was an alien. We're like, that's how aliens die, you know? But it is a magic bullet. bullet. Like, just yeah, around through the bullet started vibrating inside her. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. When we saw the finished product, and we started cracking up because I looked like a moron. <laughs> but that's what the directions they gave me when we were filming <laughs> made sense at the time. <laughs> I, I'm assuming it was like sucking in stuff, and he was afraid he was going to suck in and couldn't grab him or something. They needed to show that a little, little better. <laughs> But uh, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say it was a discrepancy between on the page, on the stage, and then in the cutting floor and the editing. Yeah, I, I really hope that, like, I'm excited that, you know, they they finally put Jesse into the, this Earth One now, you know, but I really hope they let, like, let her be a hero. Like, let her use her speed and be, mm -hmm. like, you know, a cool and so, Like, she's here to be the girlfriend. So she's just going to sit back while the boys go do the hero stuff. And she's going to wring her hands. And I guess she's going to make tea. Yeah. I'm not sure what's up with that. She can make a lot of tea. <laughs> she's really fat. I don't know. I think she can make water boil quicker, though. Tea steep any quicker. They can make, com they can make computers like, and put those numbers Yeah, fast. I don't know about you, but when I type really fast, I have to wait for the letters to catch up when I type too fast. I don't know how they oh, somehow. They, well, they have, you know, they have a, in a, what's it called? Where are they? What's their base called? Star Labs. Star Labs. They have, they have supercomputers, yeah. Because I've done that. Yeah. I've, I've typed so fast and I have to kind of like wait for it to kind of. <laughs> I want their computers. So uh, one thing, I'm the, I'm the logic person, right? 
<laughs> reality Marks check. his logic. Um, so remember, I uh, during Attack on Gorilla City, I was like, "How oh, did how did he get knocked out by those darts?" Because I bitched about that said, the whole episode. They've said before that metabolism is you know metabolism is too fast. To he can't get drunk. And they actually did bring that up again because whenever In he this was episode. injured. They were trying. They said they couldn't give him any kind of painkillers because of the metabolism. metabolism burnt through. Why didn't Gorilla Grodd stuff burn through him? He was knocked out like forever. I, the whole time in Gorilla Grodd, I was like, what do they have that his metabolism won't burn through? He's not supposed to be able to get drugged. And then suddenly he's laying there like he's dead, and it takes him a while, and somehow he can miraculously hear him when he's well, dead. I, get, I'm, I think that I'm okay with that. Number one, it could be. Could be, think of obviously something that would put down a huge gorilla is going to be much more powerful than a human being, right? So, well, but why didn't the, uh, the scientists that were with him go, huh? I wonder why Barry's knocked out. Because it's be not, because it's not vital to the story. Like, for me, like, that's just who no, it is, bugged right? me. I, I was, yeah, so I know you guys, it does, but for them, for them, they're like, this is not that central to the main story. So, it's we're a not, huge issue. you have internal logic for your world that you created, you need to be consistent. Right, but like, and we're all storytellers too, right? We're not gonna, we don't, every little thing, some things you just gotta choose, particularly when you're on a time limit, like a TV show like this is, you gotta pick and choose which things you're gonna talk about and which ones you're not. Like, like two seconds. You like for me, I'm like, you know, Gorilla Gra obviously Gra's a genius. He could have developed something. He could have been using his mind powers to aid it too, you know? Hmm. I'm sorry, didn't buy it. I just thought it was bad writing. <laughs> so they were consistent in this episode, just not back in that one episode. Right, the, the Gorilla City one wasn't consistent. This yeah. one was consistent was with consistent. the internal logic for the show, but they just let go of all their internal logic. I guess for me, like any of, these, any of these superhero sci-fi shows, every episode I've ever seen of them was any of these shows, even ones I love, there's always some kind of logic thing I always find. I and I've just why. learned that like most of the little ones, I just say like, fine. Like if the whole story's working, I'm just gonna have to overlook that because otherwise I'd be picking apart everything, you know? My sixth yeah. grade English teacher would have failed me <laughs> if I had done that in sixth grade. I don't understand that. <laughs> that's just the way to, you know, but I mean, when you get things like Legends though, where everything is like illogical, that's when oh, it really yeah, starts to interfere for me. Yeah, that one is just- Like, like little things, I'm just like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Um, so I guess the quick, big question is who is Savitar? Who do you guys think Savitar could be? I think it's either Barry or what, it's, a future um, Barry. Yeah, I think it's future Barry or it's um, a Reverse Flash. Just I, I don't think it's him because he's over. <laughs> he's over in Legends now. I know, uh, but it just seems like something they might do because it could be a, him from a different point in time. That's interesting. I didn't think about it being Barry himself. Is that, uh, you that was Marks? my first thought. I, I swore to God they were going to rip it off and it was going to be Barry's face. That's really that's what, what I, I thought. That's the feeling I was get when he was like, you know, you made me. I'm the future Flash. I was like, know? oh my God, it's Barry. <laughs> he and I both said, oh my God, it's Barry. Like pretty much because that time. sentence, you think you're thinking at first, I am, I am future comma Flash, but is it I'm the future Flash or I'm the future? Flash. Oh, yeah, is that you know, is this line saying I am the future Flash? Yeah, yeah I no. either I am the future Flash, which could still be him. No. It could still be Barry in the future, or I'm the future Flash. Yeah, so who, you know, which would it? be kind of a dick mind messing thing that he would do. <laughs> he go, I told you. Yeah. So uh, you know, let's see. I also think. Um, other possibilities could be Eddie. Right? Oh, God, don't bring him back. For season one? Yeah, that yeah. bugs me. If Eddie killed himself, then the other guy would have never been born, in which case none of that would have happened, and you would have had like a season two witch blade situation on your hands. 
So that has bugged me ever since. I'm finally starting to get over that. Don't bring him back. <laughs> they are bringing back the actor in the next episode in a different way. But, you know. I didn't ever even like that character. That means he's available, you know, unlike Tommy was. So maybe, you know, hey, hey. Maybe it's Tommy. I never even liked Eddie. Maybe I it's never Tommy. It's Tommy Prometheus. Maybe it's, from, maybe it's Slade Wilson. <laughs> now that I, I I would probably be okay with. Yeah. Uh, in the chat, Francis says it's totally Barry. He he totally thinks it's Barry. Uh, he agrees with you guys. I think it is. I think it, it probably is too. Because it could have been I'm the future Flash or I'm the future Flash. Either way, could still mean Barry. Mm, some some other ones I heard out there that people were speculating was Iris. Oh, uh, and then she yeah. kills herself. Wow, but she then she well, killed herself, which means then but, she never would have lived long enough to be that. Which would screw. We well, get back to another but, Eddie. But is it her? You know, a Zoom showed that you can make shakes. Don't make even out. get me started on that. <laughs> okay, so besides that Iris, whole thing was ridiculous. Well, who, what are some of the theories besides Iris that people have been saying? Uh, HR. Oh no. Ah. Oh, I kind of be a bummer. He's really like comedian HR now. He's really fun. Yeah. I know that'd be a bummer. But I was wondering if it'd be one of the other wells. Yeah. Um, and also the HG. other. What oh, I, I originally was thinking about is and people aren't so sure about it, but at this point, but uh, is Wally still possibly? Maybe that's why. I was thinking too. possibly could still be him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that maybe that is something. Yeah, about that switcheroo, he had to have Wally because it's essentially still him. So therefore, he's still trapped in the prison. Mm. Yeah. That it, could it, work. It seems like it has to be someone close if it's not him, Barry himself because he seems to know so much. Well, at him. this point, if it's not someone close to him, when they reveal, it's going to be like, It's oh. the janitor. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like <laughs> you're only going to get a <gasps> gut reaction if it's someone, it's him or someone really close to him. At this point, if it's like, I'm your third grade English teacher. Yeah, okay. You know? <laughs> uh, so here's some interesting things in the chat. So Francis, like I said, he says he he believes it is going to be Barry. Mm -hmm. um, actually, wait, what does Francis say at first? I saw it. He says, recall the message he gave the legends. Barry warned them about trusting him because he's Savitar. Okay, that's one reason he thinks he's Barry. Oh, I forgot uh, about that. I, I forgot about, that's a good point, Francis. But then Francis, Francis says, my hope is that it's Barry's dad. So he wants to be Barry's dad, but he yeah. thinks it's going to be Barry. And then yeah, Kerry Johnson. I like an actor for his dad. Kerry yeah. Johnson says, I've heard people say it's a charge because he calls kid flash wallace which is what i guess savitar calls him as well oh I mean, hr is the only one who calls him wallace actually uh everyone else calls him wally does uh, i think the savitar call no, him wallace don't be hr i love oh, hr that's actually an interesting good clue point. thank you Carrie. that's a actually a really good that's a really interesting point mind blown that, that wow. would be quite a twist man because hr is you know, like fun loving right now and then if you i love hr what would cause him to uh Nothing. He is all good. Yeah, so maybe, I like him. Maybe whatever gives him speed makes him go crazy. Maybe his uh, his latest novel is, is well, the bestseller. Yeah. Well, I mean that that could help gonna... solve a problem with me too because like I don't understand why Caitlin. No one else seems to. Their powers don't make them evil. Suddenly she taps into her powers and it makes her go evil. I don't. I mean, she's the only one that that really happens to. So there needs to be someone else that happens to. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be interesting. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. Francis says, if it's HR, it gives a reason for Earth 2 Harry Wells to come back and be with his daughter. Well, that's I would love that because Earth 2 Harry Wells is my favorite of the Wells. I love him so much. I like him and HR together. <laughs> they oh, are they're hilarious. Like, that actor is so good. He is able to do... So, how many variations of this character? He's, Tom, he's like, Tom he's Kavanaugh. this character. He's this character pretending to be him, but really someone else in his body. Then he's that character from another planet. Then he's that character from another planet. And then he was that character when he was doing all those auditions. He is so good. I like him. Tom Cavanaugh's the man. He's got a, that's so much fun, obviously, for each season he gets to play somebody else. Oh, he's got to be having a ball doing this show. He's just like, my whole acting reel is just like me on Flithel Ash, basically. <laughs> now, if it was his dad, I don't know that, I mean, it wouldn't be quite as satisfying, but I do really like that actor, and I like the chemistry that they have with, so. But I, I, I wish they'd had his dad on as his father longer and, and doing more. I would have really liked that. Yeah. I, I, I wish, I, I felt that was a missed opportunity. I really Barry's like, dad, I like you mean? Him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Barry's yeah. dad. Well, I really now like we him. see him every so often as Jay Garrick from like Earth 3. I, I know, guess, and I don't care. I mean, I like the actor still, but I just really liked to seeing some more with him and his dad. And I liked hmm. the way those two actors played father and son together. I thought they just yeah. they just did so they did it so well. And it was good chemistry, and you just don't throw that chemistry away. And I really like that actor doing it. I mean, it's just Yeah, John Wesley Ship is great. It. Yeah. Do, do you want me to tease what the next episode's about? Please. The sure. Next episode's called Into the Speed Force. Desperate to st stop Savitar and save his friends, Barry turns to the Speed Force for answers. Meanwhile, HR gives Jesse some advice. And oh. we already know. And we're going to have some special guest stars in the Speed Force episode. Mm. Hmm. All I right. like seeing Jesse and HR interacting too. It's kind of cool. Because that'd be weird. It would be like, you know, he looks like your dad. But he is like a complete different aspect of his personality that she never gets to see of her dad. So, like the fun uncle. Yeah, like a fun, <laughs> like an identical twin yeah. uncle, but the yeah. fun one because her dad is a really tough guy to get to know, to talk to, to like, yeah. <laughs> be around, share space with in general. I mean, he's just a kind of very oppressive presence. <laughs> I guess next week, though, has to in some ways wrap some stuff up with Wally because the week after that is the musical. So they're obviously shifting. I'm not going to be singing around a little bit with for that, you know. Yeah, what really bothers me with Wally more is as soon as it happened, I went, oh, Joe, his heart's going to be broken. I love, I adore Joe. I love the actor. I've seen him in so many things over the years. And I was so happy when they had him playing Joe. And I'm just like, my heart breaks for him. He is the perfect father that everyone wishes they had, you know? And I'm just like, my heart's breaking for Joe. <laughs> just make sure you just make sure you ask his permission to marry his daughter. He gets mad. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's one of those. That's one of those things where I, you know, we were talking. It was like, if if he didn't have such a close relationship with his daughter, and if Barry and or if Barry and Joe didn't have such a close relationship, you know, then it is kind of an outdated custom that not everybody would do. Like if you, if you guys lived here and her dad lived in her hometown 500 miles away and you met him once, no, you yeah. wouldn't. But considering the closeness and the intimate relationships that they all have together, it, it just seemed very odd and rang untrue that he wouldn't talk to him first, you know? That's just, yeah, no, I hear you. I totally hear you. Yeah. Uh, 
By the way, is that, has anybody ever found it? So I'm okay with the whole Barry Iris thing. I know that was what's going to happen. I'm They're so been, cute together. I want them together all the time. I just uh, love them. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of it, to be honest I've with you. I've been a huge Barry Irish shipper. Is that what it is? Forever. Yeah. Has anybody ever think it's a little weird, though, that in some ways they kind of grew up together as brother and sister, and that then now they're, they're like well, doing Well, yeah. I think they were at, a, at the right age, though. By it the was time. pretty young. No, I, I, I know from experience, because I, I kind of grew up partially with- Are you like saying Mark's is your brother? No, no. But I grew up, like at one point, like kind of somewhat with another family as well. Okay. and. And it, it there, I mean, even though I called them mom and dad and they, the others were like brothers and sisters, there was still very much a difference how I felt, even though, you know, it just, I, I can tell I, I to me, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're adults well, by the time they explore that. Right. They, they were older kids. They were kind of older kids. It's not like they grew up as infants or something from then on. They were old enough that it, they probably at first were kind of awkward sharing space together. And then they did, they weren't super close when the show started. So they'd kind of grown apart and then they didn't start exploring the relationship until later. I think they did it right. If they could have very easily screwed it up, made it weird. <laughs> it would make more sense if she was a spaceship. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> right. And I would be 100% behind it. And like, he'd be totally fine with like, it. Like, it should be a freaking Android. Yeah, that's uh, what weirds me out. <laughs> in the chat, Francis says, you're spot on, Jeff. They're like bro and sis. They grew up bro and sis. So he agrees. But I do see your guys' point. And the fact that, uh, obviously, they kind of were friends first, and he had his own family first, obviously, before all that happened. So, I mean, I get what you're Yeah, saying. and then they kind of came. And then, like I said, they weren't actually that close for a while after they had grown. And it helps they had other they had relationships separated. going on. Yeah, and, yeah. And then they didn't like, get together. Now, it would have been weird if they'd gotten together when they were kids. You're right. That, that I think they could have very easily screwed it up, and thank God they didn't. They did it. I think they did it well. Um, one, but, one more interesting uh, theory from Carrie Johnson about Savitar's identity is, what if it's Barry and Iris's kid? Oh yeah, I Star did. Wars in it. I did think about that yeah. before too. I forgot about that. The Han and, and Leia kid. Because <laughs> in the comic books, when they had kids, they did get super. They get super speed, I believe. So. Mm. Ooh, that, so that would mean the kid kills his mother. Ooh, yikes! Jeez. Oof. Some anger That's, issues there. Yeah. Well. Like that I said, could, I mean, the Han and Leia, Solo, Princess Leia, kid issues. Well, let's not talk about fucking. I still don't know how they screwed up parenting so much. Yeah. Uh, I just meant that's the same idea. That's a lot of great theories, though, folks. Thank you for sharing them in the chat. It's very interesting to read all that. Think about that. Hmm. Uh, Oh, we got to rate the episode, right? We didn't do that? Yes. How many lightning bolts? Uh, I'm going to go four lightning bolts. Marks? What are you going to do? Yeah, four. I guess I'll go four because I liked it better right. than the super. Four across the board. So. Yes, yeah, so overall, I That's actually. the highest really I rank anything. Yeah, I really liked all the episodes this week, actually, of all the shows that were out. So I was very happy this week. But see, I, I was thinking about a lower one because of some of the stuff, like the more everyone talked it up, I've raised it up to four. Yeah. It was like three and a half. <laughs> three, three and a half. All right, great. We, we influenced you. So it uh, never I, happens. Congratulations, you two! I never ever. I do not understand the concept. Victory. Of <laughs> actually, peer pressure. You, what, no, what it was was you logically, you 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 explained why it was good. 
All right. Hey, yeah. and there I, you go, Marks. No wonder millions of people are watching us. Right? <laughs> we get we get stop putting uh urgent. This is not spam in our things that post. <laughs> <laughs> the CW producers really need to like forward everybody to us. We will increase yeah. their their reviews tremendously through our great power obviously, logic. Obviously, all you have to do is say this should go viral, and then it will. Isn't that how it works? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's how it works. Urgent. This should go viral. This is not. It'd be spam. funny if this one episode just suddenly went viral for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> we kept talking about it going viral. Because I'm here. No. Well, what? Uh, yeah. Well, I do. I do. That'd be great. I, I would like that. I would love to have Amy Pepper tonight. I think we should try to get some uh, guests. And well, actually, next week we may have. She have one of the um, stunt people from those shows on. Her. I don't want to say Ooh. exactly yet because it's not confirmed, but it's cool. very likely. It looks like we're going to at some point in the near future. Awesome. Yeah. I think that'd be great to have some guests mm -hmm. on. Stunt, awesome. that would be cool. Yeah. <clears throat> hint, right, hint. So Stephen Amell? Uh, <laughs> let's get Stephen Amell on. Yeah, let's just get Stephen Amell on. That's no problem. He just goes, hint, hint, Stephen. I'm like, are you calling me Stephen? What is this, a, a shtick, a bit? I don't know. I didn't get the script. Yeah. As long as you don't ask him to sing, I guess, he'll be fine. Yeah. You will not have to, you will not have to sing. No singing. Yes, Felicity. I will be in a wheelchair for five minutes. Oh, don't get me started on that. I knew that would bug you. <laughs> I said that. How many people all over the freaking world are stuck? Okay, okay, okay. In bed and in wheelchairs. Mark, what did and you she do? Has these Sorry. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> they put arrows through a guy for making medicine too expensive. She's sitting on things that can cure paralysis, and they're okay with that. All right. So, <sighs> okay, totally we'll different. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, next, I actually think this coming week, all four shows are new, I believe. Uh, so I think Ooh. we'll be about all of them, including Arrow. Uh, and it's Mortalia this episode. I'm excited in Arrow. All right. So we'll be back next Sunday, 8 p.m., perhaps with a special guest um, or two. And we'll be talking about all the shows, as usual. And we'll have a super tweet. If you have suggestions for super tweet questions, feel free to send it to them. Uh, you put them in the chat or at Super Geeked Up on Twitter. And uh, yeah, thank you everybody for watching. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you to Julie for stepping in tonight. Thanks so, for having me. And uh, so, Mark and I, of course, will see you uh, next week, 8 p.m. Eastern time. You can uh, catch all our stuff at supergeekedup.com. Uh, all the different shows we do are up there and all the times, all that good stuff. And uh, Mark's, why don't you tell uh, what you, you and Julie do as well outside of this? Oh, yeah, we host the. Uh, podcast Genretainment, where we interview different uh, filmmakers, writers, and, and et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, uh, you can find it at genretainment.com. Yep. And you can Genre, then tainment. Oh, yes. That's a little tricky. Not genre entertainment, genretainment. It's like, it's like edutainment. Edutainment, genretainment. And, uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Marks. All right. Cool. Awesome. All right. So hopefully, uh, guys, you can join us next Sunday. We'll be talking Arrow, Flash, Legends, Supergirl. Uh, we'll have some more news stuff, I'm sure, going on. And uh, no, tomorrow night. No more news this week. No, that's it. Sorry. The news is over with. <laughs> no news happens this week. Uh, We've already got the news. Well, you know, after the Wonder Woman trailer, we really don't need anything else. <laughs> Yay. Uh, tomorrow night, Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, we do our Monday Night Mayhem gaming show. Uh, so we've been doing Dungeons and Dragons, but uh, now we're going to alternate every other week. So we're going to debuting actually a game called The Strange tomorrow night, uh, which Marks is going to game master for us actually, and uh, so we're excited to play that. Uh, Mark, if you want to do a really really brief description, Marks, what that is. Uh, 
if you can. Uh, the strange is about uh, the idea that there's this alien device that's created all these like little pocket dimensions called recursions that are um, kind of embodiments of different um, fictions and beliefs and such. So uh, the main characters are based here on Earth, modern day, and they can, they can travel to different worlds that may be like Oz from Wizard of Oz or Wonderland or all sorts of crazy places like a fantasy world called a D &D world <laughs> yeah, Ardune or a, a um, sci-fi world with bio modifications called Rook and other places and, and they try to they explore and they try to protect earth from threats right and one day our characters will become legends <laughs> They will. Don't call them heroes. Don't call them heroes. I certainly would not call that group of people heroes. No, that, that's still the worst, the worst, the worst <laughs> intro of any show that's on TV right now, probably. Oh, it yeah. reminds me of the Highlander, the Raven. <laughs> oh, that's what Mark said. You guys really do share a brain. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they caught on. Uh oh. That's why we sit so close. We're actually the same like, people. This yeah, is maybe, a oh, maybe one of you is an android. <laughs> See, actually, this is this is just like a second hand. That... <laughs> Wait, All right. Francis is trying to get me to talk about in the chat. Francis is trying to get me to talk about Riverdale. Uh, no, sir, no Riverdale. Sorry, we haven't seen it. No Riverdale. Not until they put in vampires or superheroes in that show. No, no, because they would make bad sparkly ones. Now Sunnydale is the 20th anniversary of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It, it is absolutely yeah. Uh, yeah, Sunnydale would be happy to talk about. My God, I feel old. Well, it's of the of the debut of it, not when it ended, but when it first premiered. You know, so don't feel that bad. It's That's so well. old. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, so uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Talk about all that stuff, and then uh, in two weeks we're gonna be talking about the musical crossover. So that's gonna be super exciting. Yay. All right. So again, hopefully you can tune in to some other Mom, stuff. And, uh, well, supergeekup.com is where you can find everything else. Uh, and so we'll see you next week. See you everybody. Thanks for watching.